to After the Checker. Josh, got a question for you. Why did the turkey buy a microphone? Oh, to hear himself gobble. He was headed to a roast. Oh. Oh, boy. A roast? Do you roast your turkey? Well, I yeah. Like, I, mean, I feel like I I, that, would, that would go better if it was like a pig, maybe. You know, we do, we do, uh, we spatchcock the turkey. Oh, uh, that is a, that is a uh, unique method. Uh, we've tried that once. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's really good. But, you know, you, yeah, you got to cut out the spine and you lay it, you sort yeah. of break it open, lay it down. Yeah. Cooks evenly. It's really lot, good. I know a lot of people, we talked about it last week, but a lot of people deep fry them. Um, I did a Friendsgiving this this year that uh, one of my friends, he smoked the turkey. He, like, it was really good. I never had smoked turkey before. Like, I have it, like, like that somebody's yeah. done. I've had it, like, when you go to Salt and Smoke or right. yeah, that's those places. It. But uh, it was really good. That was probably oh, the best turkey great. I've had. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, smoking any sort of bird like that is always great. I, I would love to have that. It, it just seems like a ton of work, though, you know, like, for someone to do at home. Yeah, I, but I didn't do it. I just got to eat it. Although I know places, some of those uh, barbecue joints will. Uh, you can buy like a whole. Buy, yeah, yeah, you can buy a bird. Yeah, know? so maybe yeah. maybe next year I'll host Thanksgiving and I'll tell idea. them all that I smoked it and I'll just go buy one yeah. from Salt and Smoke. Yeah, hey, I did this. This is really hard. What'd you do it on? Well, I did it on my gas grill out back. <laughs> I did it on my, did it on my Blackstone actually. <laughs> just you know, I kind of made a bubble and, yeah. and it worked out. Yeah, don't listen, don't, don't ask listen, questions. Yeah, listen, don't ask. I figured out it was hard. It's it's all science. Dude. Yeah. I don't want to bore you with it. You want more wine? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, we got some beer over there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we are we are the day after Thanksgiving, so happy Thanksgiving. Oh, you happy, got a mighty pines yeah, there. Happy Thanksgiving to you too, buddy. Happy Black Friday. Did you go out and be a consumer today? No. Uh, yeah. Well, I take that back. I I did have to go buy all new Christmas lights for our tree. So my wife and I always on Black Friday, we put up our Christmas tree and like half the lights worked and didn't work. So I was like, all right, we're just going to buy new ones. I'm not yeah. trying to replace bulbs or fuses. We're just, they're three bucks a box. I was like, whatever. We bought, we went with a pre-lit tree a few years ago. Best money I've ever spent. Yeah, until the pre-lit tree doesn't work anymore. Yeah, no, then you just throw it away. Well, so this tree was, uh, it was like in my wife's family. It was a pre-lit tree probably from like the early 2000s. And then when it stopped working, my wife's like, you know, we were like right after college, broke, you know, just first jobs. She's like, I'll just cut all the lights off and I'll re- re uh light it and we did that and we've kept this tree ever since oh, so cool. we're kind of that's, de- that's cool we're kind of dedicated to it now right um, now it's now it's a now it's a thing now, now it's a it's, thing now yeah. it's your now it's your tree so you can't buy a new tree now you have to use I, that tree every yeah day. i think so i think so but it's like getting thinner and thinner every year because like all the, the fake pines fall off <laughs> oh, but sure we'll make it work for another decade yeah well yeah you can you know you can get that spray you get a oh they like that yeah yeah like a little spray you can spray some some snow on there or you can spray a little uh a little little greenery brighten it up a bit yeah there's no. a spray for your um for live trees that they'll that sort of paint them yeah well there's also like a spray that you can put on we've done this like with uh wreaths and like garland that's like real mm-hmm. that so it doesn't brown and like get all about you can like spray the stuff on it that preserves it i don't know instead okay. of like dipping it in water yeah like, you can't really dip a wreath in water it's right. kind of tough so you spray yeah. the stuff on there and it, and it actually works we did it last year but don't do that on a fake tree um but no we when we first got the tree like out of storage at our first apartment together we did have to go buy those ornaments that like are pine scented because like that tree sat in storage for so long and we're like oh, oh yeah. it just smells musty so we had to put those ornaments on there to try to get the smell out no it worked it actually yeah. worked i I have a tradition of buying a new ornament every year. I buy yeah. like a new funny ornament every single year. This year I got a Ted Lasso ornament. Okay, that's um, a good one. I, I try to get the Hallmark one. You know, I've got like the, uh, I've got some fun ones. The um, I've got a Sidney Crosby one that I bought a few years ago. And I've got okay. like a, uh, one of the uh, station wagon from 
Christmas Vacation. That's a good one. With yeah. the tree like on top, and they can't yeah. see out the front. Yeah. I've got one of Clark Griswold going down the on this on the sled. Um, yeah, I got a bunch of fun. So, ones. like before Hallmark came around, did you just buy like hand carved ones? We made them. You made them, okay. Yeah. And that tree, your of... tree's got to be massive because you would have like two hundred ornaments, like just yeah. those alone. We made them out of aluminum foil and. Uh, you know what little scrap metal we could scrounge yeah. up at the. At, I was thinking like your yard. first one, maybe out of deer antler or something like oh, that. Oh yeah. yeah, no, a well, hide it was, on there. Well, listen, like when you're going back that far, like yeah, this was that that was back when it was a pagan holiday. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we had we had a crown of deer yeah, antlers. Yeah, and, okay. You know, okay. things got a little weird. Yeah, I'm glad to see that you kind of converted with the times. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, you gotta. You got to keep up, otherwise people exactly. just think you're weird. You got to you got to adjust, you got to adapt. That's that's true. That's true. Uh, beers on the podcast tonight. You've you've cracked open a few here. I, I, I said you had a mighty pines. Is that a is it the the Voltron one? It is the Volume Two Four Hands Volume Two uh, Voltron beer. Absolutely delicious. I think I kind of like the Volume One, although the Volume One came out long enough ago that I would like to try it again to no, sort of compare that's happening no because i the thing is it was so good that i drank it when, it, yeah. when i had it i was like oh i'll save one no so, i don't want so to where did that. you find that did you find that at the liquor store this, that we do not like yeah i got this at the liquor store that shall not be named um they had quite a few of it okay yeah i, I might stop I by also that. uh yesterday i was talking about this with my brother-in-law and i i found a four hands Vol- voltron shirt Online, apparently, you can only buy the other shirts. I looked into this. You can only buy the shirts at their breweries. Okay. We went that night to the and one they in Chesterfield, didn't, and yeah. they didn't have them. Well, they had an extra small. Yeah, they, they had an extra of small. You yeah, into. yeah, and that might fit my daughter. Right. And if you go on Voltron.com, you can find the Four Hands Voltron shirt. Oh, okay, okay, good to know. And a glass. A four hands, four hands Voltron glass. So did you order? Yeah, of course the, you did. They're on the way. Yeah, yeah, as you as you should. Um, yeah, what are you drinking there? I just had a uh, a four hands chocolate milk stout, shocking four hands beer. We really and then, need to, we really need to get in touch with four hands. Yeah, we plugged them so much. Oh, I like their beer. And then yeah. I switched it over to a Yingling flight after that. One of the that's a good keep it a little light. Yeah. Have, a, have a little water there in between. Oh, it's Black Friday. I'm going Mighty Pines now, man. Well, yeah, yeah. Now, did you make it out and grab any Bourbon County stout? Mm. I did not. Yeah. I went, I got lazy. I woke up, you know, you and I were talking earlier. I woke up this morning and it was just a quiet morning. And I was just like, you know what? I'll get some, I'll get it, you know, yeah. probably tomorrow or, or the next day, but yeah. I'm not going to. So I, I woke up with the intention of going and then I was just like, no, that the coffee looks too good and yeah. my couch looks really comfortable. So no, Same. I didn't. I, yeah. I just, uh, yeah, stayed at home. Also, I had a text from somebody that said that, uh, place right by us that was selling mm-hmm. it was anywhere between 40 and 50 for the uh, angels envy and ego air variant and i was like yeah it's a no for me um, yeah, a couple so of my expensive. friends found the angels envy for 34 and 37 but still i'm like for one pint of beer when i can get a bottle of angels envy bourbon for 45 bucks at the same place i was like yeah yeah i don't think so and i knew that there would be the variants available for God knows how long. So I, when I went out to get Christmas lights today, I actually stopped by and I grabbed the uh, Banana Foster, the Backyard, and the Regular. I really want to try the Banana Foster. Uh, I'll probably buy it. I'm hoping that they'll have that tomorrow because I'm, I plan on getting that and at least a bottle. Of the if regular. you go to any of the three, they, there's plenty. You'll, yeah. you'll be fine to grab that. I'll but. get a couple bottles of the, of the Regular just to age because I have, you know, I finally, I broke out. I did not drink it. I brought to Thanksgiving the 22. 
20 bottle that I have. Yeah, 2020. Okay. And I didn't end up drinking it. I, I'll probably just put it back and age it again or leave yeah. it. Yeah. But. Um, but I did. So I guess after our last podcast and until now, I did pick up a four pack of the Abraxas oh, um, release. I'm so so I, for, I forgot the name of all of them, but um, it was actually cheaper than it was in the past like three years. So yeah. I was actually at Perennial, Perennial in Lockwood. Um, great little spot. Uh, and they. The guy was like, "Yeah, we have plenty," so I grabbed one. Yeah, I may have had a few pours before that that influenced the decision, but yeah, sure. No, I mean you can't beat a breakfast. I was talking to my, uh, I was talking to my brother-in-law earlier today about how much I love that and how great yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah, I, it's just such a good beer, yeah. such a good beer. So, like you said, we are recording a day late. You know, yesterday was American Thanksgiving, so happy Thanksgiving to all of our American listeners, and uh, happy Thursday to the rest of the yeah. listeners outside. But uh, it is Black Friday, so we are a day late. Um, so we can, we, we had the Las Vegas Grand Prix. Yep. Um, we kind of touched on it a little bit at the end of last podcast because practice started at midnight when we yep. wrapped up recording, which is ridiculous. And, uh, so you want to get into that? Absolutely. All right, let's, yeah. let's get into practice. Get into let's get into practice. Get into so practice was, practice, practice lasted three was minutes. Exciting. Yeah. F3 one lasted three minutes. Um, F1 handled it terrible. Well, FP1 and then they canceled FP2, yeah. right? Yeah. So people paid a lot of money to go to, to practice sure and they tried to stick around and they got escorted out. They got three minutes. There was no refund. Uh, the only thing that they were offered was a $200 credit to the F1 store. And we've talked about this before, but if you've ever gone to the F1 site or any F1 store, a $200 credit will get you a keychain, um, a picture of the F1 logo yeah. and maybe a t-shirt. Yeah. yeah. I, it, I was looking at some of the uh, prices. And, and, no, from people. and no driver t-shirts. It's no. just an F1 oh, no, t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. I, was, I was looking at some of the prices from some of the stores that were that people were saying in like Ferrari, the Ferrari like store was more of a designer store, but they were show, but they had like t-shirts that were $500 there, huh. which is just absurd. Yeah. I, I mean, you, those prices in Vegas for some of that stuff was, was nuts. Uh, they just say like McLaren and some of those other stores, they were, they had more reasonable stuff, but, but they knew that they could gouge prices on everything there. Yeah. But if you, ever, <coughs> it's like the old black Friday sales thing, if you know, in the United States anyway, um, like you got to watch things leading up to it and see what the price is because I guarantee a couple of those shirts and I'm sure there were a couple like Vegas limited ones that were only available then but like you got to watch it and see if it's on f1.com for 50 bucks and then the week of the Vegas GP it goes up to 90 like just yeah. wait it'll yeah it'll come right. back down or just, wait till the year in sale yeah, and roll exactly the wait till the year in sale and just just be patient so yeah it's uh, the the f so fp1 gets canceled yeah why we skipped over why yeah let's go back to that so FP1 coming down the main straight, Carlos signs right. I mean, like I said, three minutes into it, he hits a valve, a a cover, it's, a metal cover for a sewer or for the water it's line. Basically, right? a sewer cover. Yeah, it was a sewer. Yeah. It wasn't a full blown a dr- a drain cover. cover. It was a yeah. It was for it was a valve shutoff cover for the water main that ran through the middle of the street. It had not been cemented and, and attached properly to the. To its um, base, base, and so that cover was was popping up, and and he wasn't the only driver that had hit it. I guess some of the other driver kind of knocked it maybe yeah. loose a little bit, but he was. And the then first someone behind him was it. Yeah, uh, I forgot who was behind him. The main focus was on science, um, but yeah, it was uh, was it Ocon? Ocon? I was, was going to say Ocon. Or, yeah, I thought it was, it was an Alpine. It was one of the Alpines, yeah. but but yeah, so 
he runs right over this thing and you can see as soon as he hits it i'm sure if any of you have watched anything from the race you've seen the footage now of him running over and just sparks shooting up and and the amount of damage that was done to the car oh yeah it was an absolute travesty. It's really, it's really sad that that, that well, happened. It started off the weekend poorly, and then Ferrari, you know, tried to basically submit a request like, "Hey, we shouldn't be penalized for this," or, you know, because of what happened. And basically, F one was just kind of like, "Yeah, thanks, but no thanks." Yeah. Well, um, so yeah, so so the the amount of damage that it done was, I mean, reportedly two million dollars worth of damage. Right. Or, or thereabouts, which is, I mean, we can talk about that in a second, but so it destroys the floor of the car, destroys all the stuff. I mean, destroys, it, Carlos, uh, Carlos Sainz said that it, it did some damage to part of his seat. Yeah. Um, destroys some of the power unit. I mean, I, you know, when I first saw it, I thought, okay, maybe this is Ferrari trying to get, you know, like sneak one by. Yeah. yeah, because you have to replace the power units, you have to replace all these different things. You replace the power unit, you got to replace other things within the car. When you do that, the FIA penalties are that you have to take grid, you have right. to take grid penalties when you do that stuff. Well, they would have had to replace it had he not hit something. Exactly. Now, you know, to sort of, I don't want to argue with myself, but to sort of play the, you know, the other side of the coin is that what if he would have hit a front wing or a tire or you know some component of a car in front of him they wouldn't have been he would have still been and he had to replace those pieces he would have had to take those penalties. but that's different though that's like an independent variable to where variable to where that car could have been you know at any given time that the wheel maybe didn't come off or that car didn't wreck or something like that like the track is a fixed item and in another car racing on the track is not, you can't control that. You can control the track and the track conditions. Now I'm not talking about rain or, I mean, really though the temperature, they should have known what it was going to be yeah. like, but this is something that's supposed to be fixed to the pavement that is not supposed to come off under any pressure. And it did three minutes into the first session. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and I, and I, and I, again, I totally agree with what you're saying. So I, I absolutely agree. I was just trying to, but, I think it's just ridiculous the amount of, because not only does that so so signs who, end of qualifying and we're kind of we're kind of jumping around here but, signs has to take a ten spot grid penalty. Not only that, Ferrari gets hit with a two million dollar bill against their cost cap. Yeah, so it really hurts them. Not even just this race, huge, but yeah, down the huge, road. Yeah, exactly. Now, huge. I huge did see after the practice debacle, um, one of the track designers or engineers who was behind the design was interviewed, and they said, "You know, what do you have to say?" And I think his comment was along the lines of something: "Nobody told us we were going to be racing this race at night in Vegas in November." Like, I think when they designed the track, they had full intentions of racing it during the day. And if you're yeah. familiar with Las Vegas, it gets very warm during the day and it yeah. gets very cool at night, especially this time of the year now in the summer. Maybe not so much, but like that does play a difference. So if you design a track and you have all your engineering specs and you're going to weld these things shut based on, okay, average temperature at this time is 60 degrees Fahrenheit mm -hmm. and the track heats up, it's going to be this. This is what welds we need. Well, when you flip the script and you change it and they're racing at night when it's maybe 40 degrees. That has a big impact. It does. It changes yeah. changes a lot of yeah. things. So the fact that they had track designers who were like, no one told us this was going to be a middle of the night race and literally middle of the night. Right. Yeah. And when metal gets warm, it, it expands. And when it cools, it it contracts. So, so you know, pretty simple. Yeah. Who knew? And who knew I'm, something that everyone has ever known? Has and I'm known. fairly certain that they were making changes and repairs and you know, improvements to the track, like leading up to the day of, because they had everything blocked off. They didn't want anybody did. to see it. So I guarantee those welds probably were put on 24 hours before and it's... Oh, yeah. And so that's, so they, so 
FP1 gets canceled. They go through and they lay concrete, which, by the way, was some of the sloppiest concrete work. They lay some <laughs> concrete on top of these uh, covers. They re-weld them to get them well to, to, to shut them. There were, I think, what did I see? There were like 70 of them across the track. Lot. It was a lot. So they had, so that's why that's why FP2 gets canceled. But again, I mean, I can't imagine being a fan there. You come, I mean, imagine you're just Joe, you know, Joe Blow. You don't have a lot of money. You come, but you want to see a Vegas street race. Right. Hey, I'm, you know what I'm going like to do? F- F1's your sport. And it's like, right. it's in Vegas. I want to go to the first one there since they raced in Caesars parking lot. Right. And it's, a, they've hyped it up. And you probably bought your tickets a while ago in your hotel room back when the prices were really high before they plummeted. So you're probably already pissed about that. And then that happens. Right. And you get a $200, which is like nothing in the grand scheme of how much you spent to get there. Yeah, exactly. You've spent all this money in a hotel to get there, you travel, whatever, airfare or driving even. And then, yeah, and then you've got that. And yeah, or, and the people I feel really bad for, and I'm sure there are several of these, is people who couldn't afford to go to the race or something so they went to the practice practice yeah they spent a lot of money to go to just practice because they couldn't afford qualifying a race yeah right yeah they just wanted to be there for an event so they went there to, to be part of the experience to be yeah. part of it yeah yeah i mean it yeah i will say this and i just know that from experience uh i was at the daytona 500 when it got so cold that the track cracked and they mm-hmm. had to postpone the race nascar took care of people yeah, NASCAR they they didn't let people be like, well, I have to go back tomorrow to work, and you're gonna move it to Monday, and now I gotta fly back and I'm gonna miss the race. They took care of people. That's great. They offered refunds or they offered credits for next year. They guaranteed them seats. They did stuff to help people out. Like, luckily, we were fortunate enough that we were able to stay and like finish the race. Yeah, but watch the ra- yeah, you know, that's cool. a lot of people weren't, and NASCAR took care of them. So that's great. Like IndyCar. You don't see this happen. Well, Indy cars are built different. No, you see yeah, them, they are. You know, right. they're laughing at them hitting this drain hole cover when they race in downtown Detroit, and they're just <laughs> they're like, racing. "Your car got destroyed from a from an eight inch manhole cover." Look where we race. It's right. Go look at the skid Detroit. plates on our cars afterwards. You you want to see some damage? No, I mean, and I agree. You know, I always laugh. Joseph New car was like, yeah. "My bare ass was right on the pavement <laughs> in Detroit." <laughs> yeah, I have I have I have burns. I have I have skid marks all up and down my my ass from these. From right on the the at Belle Isle or something like that. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. I mean I would think it was Detroit or if it was was it Belle Isle when he was joking with you know about porpoising last year. Mm. Like yeah, come race on come race at it was the, de- it was Detroit. Yeah, come race at Detroit because on that straightaway, like because the mm-hmm. the intersections go up and they're mm-hmm. just bouncing up and down. And I mean you look at him racing in Nashville. Nashville's a pretty good track, but like when they go over that bridge, that bridge is a yeah. disaster. But that's the thing is they didn't resurface a good portion mm-hmm. of the downtown Nashville for that race. No, they just were like, you know, you deal same with thing it. with like Toronto and all these other places. They don't resurface and redo these just for that, you know? Yeah. Long Beach, Long right. Beach, Long Beach runs, Formula Drift, IndyCar, a couple cup series. They're just like, yeah, you'll, you'll get, you'll get the parking lot of this yacht club that, uh, Right, you know, same Pete, yeah, same Pete, same Pete. They run on a half portion of a of a yeah. airport or of a. Uh, yeah, you, a go on the, you go on the main drag at Long Beach, and the next thing you know, you're turning off into a parking lot that hasn't been repaved in 20 years. So <laughs> yeah, yeah IndyCar's you know, like grow up and have some real exactly, problems. exactly. IndyCar's like, come on, deal with it. And and, I, and to an extent, I agree. I mean, but F1, you know, they put but, the money in, and and F1 reason. cars are not built that way. And, no. and this was not what. F1 fans, F1 drivers, teams were promised. This no. is not what we were. No, it's, we not. Were. No, it's not. And and here you've got the, you know, you've got, you've got a, they totally resurface the track. They totally build everything. And within three minutes, 
destroyed. You've got a giant giant problem on the track, and then you have to cancel FB2. So you've got a PR issue, you've got a, a track issue, you've got car issues, you've got team issues. Like, it was a mess. And you've got a legal issue, apparently. Well, yeah, there's, there's a class, class action lawsuit. Class that was my next lawsuit. note, yeah, yeah, from the fans, and yeah. rightfully so. Absolutely I mean, rightfully so. Especially, yeah. like, when you're spending that, that amount of money. Now, like, I will say that, like, my tickets to the Daytona 500 were nowhere near no. how much they were there. So, like, if, if NASCAR would have offered me a $200 credit, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. But for how much money that they spent, no, $200. It, would have, it needed to be like a $1,000 credit to the it, store. It really did. I but, mean, it, but at that point, is there enough merchandise you could buy? Yeah. Offer them a refund for that ticket. Yeah, at man, least for a portion of, portion of it, yeah. But Yeah. All right, moving moving on to, to qualifying. Or anything else you want to chat about with? No. Okay. No, so. FP3 was relatively uneventful what they had of it, yeah. Thank God. Uh, qualifying, um, I didn't take a lot of notes on this, but both McLarens got knocked out in Q1. That was kind of the big headline there. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else you want to chat about with Q1? No, um. Not with Q1. Okay. No, not that early. Yeah, I mean, other than the McLarens getting knocked out, which, you know, surprising after what they've sort of accomplished throughout sure. the later half of this year. Yeah, well, the disappointment didn't end with qualifying. Well, we'll say that. No. Uh, Hamilton and Perez knocked out in Q2. Again, not a lot of takeaways. It's just... No, Checo... I just didn't... I didn't get it with Checo getting out of... Not getting out of Q2. It, I, I kind of... It... it Especially this track is not difficult. No. It, and it's well, a high-speed track, which you'd think would benefit a Red yeah. Bull. I mean, it, I don't know. So so they get knocked out. Um, the the biggest thing about Q3 that I had, Logan Sargent makes it up to Q3. He had a really good qualifying run. Yeah. Uh, seeing the rookie, the American on you know home track. Yeah. Good for him. And well, you like know, It's not home track, but yeah. home turf. Yeah, home one of the home turfs. Yeah. And, it, you know, I think. The big thing about Q3 for me is you see the Ferraris put it 1-2. What would have been an amazing way to start this race for Ferrari, a team that has you know, had a ton of ups and downs this year. And a team that has been improving for the most part. And having, you know, Leclerc gets the pole, Sainz second, Max third. And then Sainz has that penalty, so he goes back to, what is it, 12th? Yeah, he goes back to 12th. So the first lap of the race greatly changes if uh, Carlos absolutely. Sainz is number two and not Max Verstappen. I, I mean, I think, I think, yeah, I think that the whole race changes because if you have, I mean, and just as we're not going to talk about the ratio, but getting into having your teammate next to you to help defend. Or, not even, not even help defend. You know what? I guess, do you have anything else you want to talk about with qualifying? We can no, get into not the really race. With, not really with qualifying. So, yeah, we, we should get into the so race. So the only probably. thing pre-race that I want to talk about is the Elvis-inspired suits that Red Bull were wearing. Pretty yeah, awesome. those are something. Those are pretty good. Th- those are pretty good. There, there's one other pre-race note um, about the driver's parade. Oh, God, the driver's parade. So the driver's worthy. Yeah, the driver's parade. That might have been only, worse than Miami. I thought. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cringeworthy. But you also had one of the cars. They had a kind of a classic car there that I can't remember who was riding around in it. Just dumps a ton of oil <laughs> on the inside line, right at right down the main straight, basically right in front of where. Uh, if you're starting, yeah, if you're starting second, right, Max. the Max's line like dumps a ton of oil. Yeah, how do you allow that to happen? And did you also see in the the driver <clears throat> intro- introductions when uh, who's the big boxing announcer? Um, um, Michael Buffer. Michael Buffer when he yeah. announced Checo. Checo was like, so yeah, like do I talk to you? And yeah, he's like, I talk to you? What, what and then he's like, on? where do I go? And he kind of turned around. It was almost like that Joe Biden clip when he turns around to handshake and he doesn't know where yeah. to go. Like that. That was Checo. It, it was. There was a lot of cringe. There was, I think, Jared Leto was there for qualifying, like kind of pre-introduced, pre-introduced qualifying, or maybe the race, 
And I thought, oh, that's crazy. Oh, that's yeah. awful. And so everyone everyone dogged the intros in Miami, but Miami ones, they had a rapper no. that kind of, it was, in hindsight, I said the Miami one wasn't that bad. Looks, yeah. looks pretty good. It was better than, it was better than what we saw in Vegas, was, for sure. Yeah, it wasn't good. All right, so let's get into the race. Race start. Uh, obviously, Le- Leclerc's on the pole. Max second. Leclerc gets a, a pretty decent start. Yeah, and decent then, start. And Max gets a good jump. And then, I don't know what Max was doing. I think he was trying to. I think ultimately, I mean, so number one, I mean, we just talked we've, about the oil being laid down. We've quoted the, this. I do want to, the track team got some speed right down, cleaned it up for the most part. But Max got a great start for for not only for that, but for having, you know, for having all that in front of him. But also considering Leclerc has had, you know, some good starts. Yeah. And he, he just runs him. Right off the track. So we've quoted this before with some races from Gone in 60 Seconds when Nicholas Cage is helping those kids cart. And he's like, yeah. whatever that was, it wasn't racing. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, that wasn't. He completely misses the apex. He's not even on the driving line. He's so far on the inside, and it's kind of a, a sharp turn, that he pushes Leclerc off the track, completely off the track. Yeah. And he misses the driving line so bad, he goes off the track. Yeah. It, it was horrible. It, I, I mean, I, I don't. I don't have any idea how it was even a question mark about a penalty or, or any of that, and well, we can get and the, that's that's going to come in the discussion. So, but so and the fact that the penalty took so long, and we'll get to let's talk about the rest of the race start yeah, here, especially uh, start. Yeah, big big wreck on the first lap. Like right after yeah. that happens, they they push off. Botas, Alonso, Checo, all involved. Checo needs to get a new front wing. Alonso goes one eighty. Carlos goes in too deep and hits Lewis. Um, yeah, I don't know what Carlos was doing if he was trying to dive bomb Lewis. I almost wonder, too, if some of that oil from that inside line, because I think Carlos had to move over to there when he started in 12. So, yeah, he would have been even car start on the inside. So I wonder no, if... No, he would have been even car anyway, because he would have been two. Oh, that's true. He yeah, was he even car regardless. Yeah, he would have been, he would but, have been there. But, but, I, but think, yeah, I I wonder if maybe that played any factor with, with the number of cars well, that went around. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what could, happened with Alonzo. It could have been that. Um, it could have been just the fact that he's frustrated as hell that he had to take a 10-spot penalty after he had yeah, a great qualifying. Um, nonetheless, it was his fault hitting Lewis. Um, yeah, the Alonzo thing sure. was it was weird. It was bizarre. Well, and that's another one. That's the one that I really think, you know, was there maybe he hit some oil that wasn't totally cleaned up or maybe there was something dirty with his tires from the speed just, drive. He I don't did know. a quick 180, and it caused a chain he reaction. Did. But ultimately, what all stemmed this, I think, was the fact that this drain hole cover and the, the theatrics that they did for this race could have been avoided. It now, I'm have. not saying there wasn't going to be a wreck on, on lap one, turn one, but it just seems like that all the events leading up to it caused this. Right, and so if you want Vegas to be a good race, like, yeah, it, like it's not historic like Monaco. So, no. like, you bring out the vintage cars, like, yeah, do that in Monaco maybe. But like, Vegas, it's not like a vintage track. Like when people think of like the prestige of F one, they don't think Vegas. No, you know, like if you think of if you think of F one in the United States, you think Austin right now. Right, you think Austin. Well, yeah, and, and I thought you think, like you even think Indy. If you're gonna that. bring, if you're gonna bring out, especially in Vegas, don't yeah, don't have them like some old Aston Martin that some guy owns, or like an old Ferrari that's from the '60s that some guy owns. You've got the world's best mechanics there. Why don't you have them check it over exactly. before it goes out there? Bring out, well, bring out a, you know, I mean, maybe you know, bring out a guy in a Lamborghini. Bring him out in a really nice Mercedes, you know, convertible to drive around people. Bring out something a little modern, something flashy. Oh god, if they brought out a Lamborghini, everybody would freak out about Lamborghinis coming back to F1. I know. They what they should have done is a bunch of Cadillac like. 
Oh yeah. Coupe de Ville's. Yeah, there you go. You know. Something modern though. Dr- something yeah, like some kind of Cadillac. Oh, I was thinking they still like, had that what is that? I was uh, thinking sports car that they had. Well, I was SRT. Think, well, wrong with that? That's that's Mopar. No, that's, that's different. Yeah, it is. So Cadillac had the CTSV, they have the Blackwing CTSV, now. They had the uh, XLRs, but I was thinking XLR, like XLR, that's what I was thinking. So that's an older car, but I was thinking like the uh, mobster like chop top mm. coupe so or you know, Ford's gonna do motors you could do an old an old Lincoln. You know, something yeah. like that. That would have been cool. Like playing the mobster vibe. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Play up. Yeah. Exactly. Maybe play into that uh, sort of dark history of Vegas. Yeah. Or just the history of Vegas. Yeah, I don't know if it's dark. It's the reason oh, yeah, why Vegas I mean, is true. there. Without that's that, true. Vegas doesn't yeah, exist. Yeah. Play into but... the play into that mob aspect of it. Yeah. There we go. I, I like that. Um. So. Uh. Yeah. Anyway, back to the wreck though with uh with with Max and Leclerc. I they go down a, a couple laps later, and Leclerc doesn't seem to upset on the radio he just kind of comes on and he says you know he missed the apex he should give that spot back almost like all right i know they're going to do the right thing here but then right. lap two happens yeah then lap three happens yep then four five six seven happens and then finally on lap eight after max has built a pretty comfortable lead five second penalty yeah they announced a five second penalty which i think is total i think and it's BS. so i was watching the f1 tv feed and and I, and I and i loved it because i mean admittedly i did not watch this whole race live i tried to fell asleep i'm an old man Wouldn't oh i did too but but this I, time i got smart i turned off all notifications and i watched yeah, it live I did, I, I did too live for me i didn't know the outcome right or any I of went, this i went do not disturb on my phone and i and i rewatched it and it was but i have I, the announcers on the world feed for F1 TV, or not the world feed, the like F1 TV feed, which is different from the sort of BBC feed that you'll get, they were talking about how uh, David Coulthard thought this is a you know it's a the penalty it's 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 ridiculous the amount of time that they're letting pass between it, between the event actually happening and giving the penalty because it basically it basically makes it meaningless a so, five second penalty yeah. to red bull is meaningless especially after he's built like what was it a six or seven second lead yeah he built so, a huge lead yeah sure he's going to go in and he's not this is not going to be a time penalty added to his race he's going to go in and serve this but it's not going to matter no no it's not going to matter at all i think what should have happened is then immediately they announce a time penalty right which i think five seconds is a little weak but let's go with five but he immediately gives the spot back like i think it should have been immediate yeah, exchange of the spot and then yeah have have the time penalty and i think it should have been more than that because of just the fact that he wasn't even on the driving line he was the, the fact that he didn't even complete the turn without going off himself yeah like it wasn't like that he made the turn and like it was just two cars couldn't fit in the same space like he didn't even make make the, the no right move. it was yeah exactly it wasn't like he was just trying to you know just trying to squeeze him and just trying to make him i you know i don't really know what he was doing other than trying to run him off the track right well it w- should have been a 10 second penalty at least i think and uh, you know and, and the sad thing is and we might have a little controversy on this or a little disagreement but he did it again later in the race yeah he did about 20 laps later later yeah but let's not jump too far ahead no. anything else you want to talk about with that first lap no uh, other than the fact that i like i said i i totally think it's you know it, I don't think that you should allow a driver. I think if a driver makes a mistake like that and a driver pushes another driver wide like that, it is a bad thing to allow that driver to still go on and just dominate and win that race. That is that is not how Formula One or ra- any sort of racing should be allowed to continue on. It is garbage, I think, because if you do that, then, you know, what's to say so you're not going to run in somebody off the road at any other time. Exactly. Exactly. No, you're exactly right. Yeah. Um, so moving on to lap three, uh, Lando uncharacteristically just spins out 
and goes yeah. off on his own. So weird. It, it looked like to me that the rear wing just completely broke the way he started fishtailing mm-hmm. and goes out, but I don't think it broke. No, uh, and this yeah. is where I think maybe that oil might have hit it, or maybe maybe, yeah. maybe the track surface because it was really cold and well, then it heated so, up. Yeah. And... So one thing I noticed, I don't know if I if you noticed this during the race, during the actual laps, like we're not talking dr- like after the cars had sort of spread out, especially after a safety after the safety car, which comes later. Drivers were weaving on the straights during the actual race well I don't, and i don't think Under, that was on purpose no 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 well no but they well oh, some, yeah. no, some were weaving and and the the guys on the feet i was i was watching they were like i don't ever remember a track they were even trying to get heat in their tires it was right after everybody kind of made pits yeah and you'd start to see you know that nobody had heat in their tires and it was i think it was a virtual safety car that came later virtual, it was yeah. the actual and so they they come out and yeah it was just like okay you know goes green and you see certain i mean it's not all of them but several guys weaving yeah well you also saw guys what i was talking about kind of like what happened right before lando wrecked was just that cars were kind of getting a little squirrely on their own and Mm -hmm. not not due to anything other than just i think the track conditions or something on the track i don't know or maybe maybe it was just the fact their tires couldn't get up to temperature given the fact that they raced when it was freezing cold but i mean yeah i think it's i think it's Part of that is it has to be, it's probably, you know, a, a whole bunch of different things. But, yeah, I just don't get the, so I do not get the the, so, the weaving or yeah, what and, happened to Lando. And I don't understand what happens with Lando, but ultimately his his day is done. That was a pretty pretty uh, big spin, wrecks the car, they have to retire the car. Um, that's what I kind of alluded to when I said that the, the disappointment of the weekend didn't end there for McLaren. But hopefully they can bounce back this weekend. Um, after that, not a lot of like real noteworthy things to talk about. You know, there's a couple things here and there, but we won't get into it. But lap 25, we taught, we brought this up, you know, a couple minutes ago, but, uh, almost in the same spot that Max runs Leclerc off the road. Mm-hmm. He does the same thing to Giros yeah. and now not as egregious, but it's still, he's still very low in the turn. Russell's on the driving line and turns in and Max is just there. Like Max didn't have the spot. He didn't have the turn. He didn't have the line and they gave Russell the penalty. And I think a lot of people listening, you know, they are going to say, Oh, well the stewards gave it to Russell and Russell shouldn't have turned into him. But like Max shouldn't have been there. That's not the line. He was, he was in there. He was, but maybe he's like, shit, I did it once. It'll work again. I think that's what it was. I I mean, honestly, he had his car right about his, he he had his car right about, uh, Russell's side pods. You know, it was close, but it wasn't close enough to where, where Verstappen could ever claim that he had the corner. He didn't have the corner. Maybe his outside tires were on the driving line. And I know that doesn't always matter. Like people pass outside of the driving line, but like in a turn yeah. like that, though, yeah, tight, you, you pretty much have one way of going through that exactly. turn. Exactly, you have you have one line through that quarter. It's either the line or you got to go a little bit wider. And he went very inside, right? And I mean, what's Russell supposed to do if he doesn't turn in? He goes off the track, right? Yeah, so it just turn. Yeah, he turned in, and and and, and you know, I don't know if the FIA or F one decided, you know, like that he turned down on him to try to shut the door too late or what happened, but. I don't understand Russell getting the penalty. Yeah, I really I, don't. I honestly, when I watched I that, I thought, "Oh, Max is going to get That's another what I penalty." Thought. Yeah, and I was, I was shocked when they came out and yeah. they're like investigating the collision. I said, "Okay, good, they're going to give another yeah. penalty," and they came out and gave it to Russell. Yeah. I mean, so, we yeah. we we did gloss over. We did see Leclerc make finally get by. He didn't. 
Russell or Max didn't give up the position. Leclerc passed him. On he did. Track. Yeah, that's right. He did. Admittedly, Max was going into the pits later that lap, but he passed him before that. Yeah. Uh, I think, well, I kind of glossed over that because I think Max was like yeah. giving it to him because yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah, he's I'm not going to battle person. and risk right. like, I need tires. I'm not going to risk damaging the car. You can have it and I'll get right. it back soon because I only have a five second penalty. Right. He goes <laughs> in, serves his penalty, comes back out. Leclerc pits and he comes back out. Uh, well, Leclerc, Leclerc stayed out a little while, which I always, here's my thing. As a Ferrari fan, and I understand, you know, I've always wondered why you just don't follow what red bull does just cover them i mean if they're if they're coming in you go in if you think that they're coming in go in the next lap don't allow them any sort of advantage or try to yeah. undercut or overcut you right just go in i i agree now it plays in later in this race because we had the you know was it the virtual safety car was the second one the second was a virtual or was yeah, well, the yeah well the first one was was that after Lando's crash? No. Yeah. yeah. Well, they had the virtual. Well, they had the yellow flag with the first lap incident. And yeah. Then with Lando's, I think they brought out. Well, no, because he was off the track. I don't remember now. Yeah, and that's what I'm trying to remember. I watched it. I didn't. I didn't take like notes a week exactly. Ago. Yeah. So, you have the. You know, Leclerc had pitted not long after Verstappen pits. About eight laps later, there's a safety car, virtual safety car. Leclerc doesn't pit. He's in first. Verstappen and Perez do pit. So they have... Well, I guess there's only five laps. because they, they had five laps newer tires than than what... And everybody's running hard. That was when, when they came out and went green, you saw people weaving. Right. So that was right around then. But, yeah, I just don't... Uh, you know, and I understand a little bit why you wouldn't try to cover in that situation. Hey, we just pitted. Yeah, yeah. they pitted before us, but we just pitted. Sure. Yeah. So, lap 32, Checo makes his way into the first, making the third uh, leader of the race. Mm-hmm. Uh, he made a good pass on Leclerc, and then a few laps later, Leclerc returns the favor. It was, it was exciting racing between the two. They, there was exciting racing for the whole second half. Yeah, the whole second half of this two. race. Yeah. It, was just Max... sh- it was just a shame that it wasn't for first. Like, right. that, that battle I'm jumping ahead at the end of the race was incredible between those two, and then it's just like they're focusing in, and you're like, oh, this is for the win. Now it's for a second. Imagine how much more exciting that that pass, or, or and we'll get to this, but imagine how much more exciting the end of this race would have been had that been for the win because Max oh, yeah. was penalized. Oh, yeah, it would have been great. It would have been incredible. I mean, and still, second place is you know, uh, uh, it's a big jump in points and it helps you trying to right. uh, work your way up in the driver's standing in the constructors championship. But yeah, it's, I mean, we saw that dramatic finish for second place again. Right. It's just yeah, right. Kinda, kind so, of the season. Yeah. So we, I mean, Max just kind of drives through both of them, gets by both of them. Uh, you see Charles run wide on eh, about 45 with about it, it, he almost almost lost the car. I thought he was going to lose the car. Yeah, he goes off on turn fourteen, and yeah. Perez pounces on him. Yeah, Perez and, pounces and gets and right was, by him. You know, I'm a Checo guy, but like, I'm, I cheer for anybody to like, yeah. other than Red Bull. And I'm like, oh, there it goes. Like, that's what I. That Leclerc, was my Leclerc blue. That was my immediate thought. Was oh. but Leclerc, dude. Kudos to him, man. He uh, last lap at the same spot where he goes off makes an incredible pass on he Checo, did, and he shut the door and yeah. was able to hold him off. I and then w- even yeah. on the last straight, Checo was was pushing. Yeah, and he was he right made there. A, he made yeah, a great DRS, defensive move right and and shut it down and held on, got second place. You know, yeah. I think we kind of jumped over this. Max wins, but I mean, yeah. the battle for second was the great battle. Um, it Leclerc really ultimately was. gets second. Perez gets third. Yeah, uh, I don't know if they played it on the normal feed, but Leclerc was gutted 
you could hear he was gutted. He really wanted to win this race. Well, he should have. You should have. I mean, you yeah. start your race like that, and and yeah, second place is nothing to like. You should. I mean, yeah, I mean if you go Ricky Bobby, it's just the first yeah. loser. But um, first yeah, and last. I mean, these guys are all competitors, and they they you know even guys like Williams and and those teams they get in the car because they believe in the hope that they're going to win a race. Right. You've seen it with Checo or with like Gasly to where they may grab a surprise podium spot or even you know start and last and get a win. Sure. We've seen that, and and. That's what keeps these guys coming back. Also, the paychecks probably and yeah. their adrenaline yeah. junkies. But um, well, yeah, you know, yeah, and, and with just with oh, it, just like I said, gutted for Leclerc the fact that he had all of that. You know, he he made the great pass. He made the moves he needed to make, and he drove a fantastic race. But it still just unfortunately wasn't enough. wasn't wasn't enough. And I think um, you know we talked about who finished the race and who won and who the podium was but i think the race surprised me more than i was expecting it turned out to produce some good racing absolutely there was a lot of tight pack racing we saw some good battles between the alpine cars um you know back in the pack a little bit we did see some good driving you saw the pack pretty close together you know i'll be at the safety cars help but when the cars were close together we got some exciting racing outside of just like the top three and then again the the battle for second was incredible um so i was pleasantly surprised after fp1 and fp2 i thought this is going to be a disaster but better than i thought it was going to be oh i mean yeah this was another one where like some of the mid-pack racing was really good and i I think a lot of it this track is very simple it's just straights into tight turner tight corns tight corners third time's a charm (laughs) i just mixed yeah yeah i I know we're not gonna turners and corns huh yeah um but straights, long straights into tight corners, and that just is that's going to produce good racing yeah. music because it's going to produce passing. Yeah, those are very good passing now, opportunities. One thing that absolutely annoyed the f out of me was how critical of this track Max has been oh all week. God. And then when he's coming down the straight, he's singing "Viva Las Vegas." I'm like, bro, you cannot bash yeah. this whole race and then fully embody it when you're about to cross the finish line. You sore winner. Yeah. During the lead up to the race, somebody asked after one of the uh, practices. Somebody said, "Oh, did you enjoy the track out there?" And he just goes, "No." Like, yeah. What a baby. Like what but, a little baby. But if you're gonna do that, like embrace that the whole way, right? And and carry that in. But as soon as he got the win, he was yeah. all about it. Loved Listen, it. Max has been sore winner. That he is a terrible winner. Honestly, I think Max is. I'm beginning to feel. It's funny how time and results will make you feel. I'm beginning to feel about Max. Worse than I felt about Lewis when, when in the middle of Mercedes dominance. I have said it all this time. Lewis is a likable person. He is. Like, even he if is. you're annoyed with him, you look at the guy and you're like, man, he just seems like a nice guy. Yeah, he seems like a nice guy. This guy's going to take over your company. All <laughs> you can say is, eh, he seems like a nice yeah, guy. He seems like a nice that, guy. Uh, I mean, I will say, no, I agree, though. Like, and I remember. If anybody doesn't get that reference, I feel yeah. so bad for you. But from. When Lewis was with McLaren in his early days, I always remember thinking, like, oh, I like this guy. He's a good guy. He's a really good young driver. This is really cool. You know, bring a lot more to the sport. This is awesome. And then he went to Mercedes, and he took the money to go to Mercedes. Mercedes wasn't great. He left a really good team in McLaren at the time. And, you know, now we see what he was doing at Mercedes. They were building, and we knew that. But he just got to a point where he got kind of – but I think it took longer for him to get there. Max, it seems like he's just always been 
I I should be winning everything, you know. And if I don't win, then then screw it. I I don't know. It, it, I just it, Max is not a likable guy. No, he's not. He's got a very um, he's got a face that a lot of people would maybe describe as punchable. Very punchable. Um, the most punchable. Kind of always looks like he's smelling a fart. Yeah. You he know, does just you know, and no, then you, you you see the rest of them, and you're like, okay. I mean, you, yeah. you minus like Alban's hair choice is a little su- you know suspect sometimes. It is. But we're not going to get into that. We're not a fashion podcast, but uh, we are not. I, I do want to get into some drama with uh, Lewis and the Red Bull teams. We can talk about that. Yeah. But, oh uh, yeah, we got yeah. That's after the race. After the race, we've got yeah. But we, uh, your driver of the day, real quick. Driver I, of the day, Charles Leclerc. Can't beat him, man. That guy made some amazing lunge I passes. Think, I think you can. And I'm going to go Homer here. Oh. Checo. Dude, qualifies, what, 11th? Yeah. And battles his way up. Gets a gets a damaged front wing, has to come in on the first lap, and claws his way back and almost grabs second. Holds the lead at one point, finishes third. He, I, I definitely understand. My, my notes say Checo or Leclerc are my driver yeah, of the day. Yeah. But, I mean... I think if you would have gone Checo, I probably would have said Leclerc. But I think, it, to me, just for the sake of argument, I'm going to go Checo. I get it. I mean, and, and and I don't want to take anything away from Checo. I think he did drive a fantastic race. For me, it was it was Charles making what I would consider a couple, really. It wasn't just the one in the last lap. Because he made one earlier on Checo. Just bold, diving, lunge passes. Well, he also went all out on that straightaway yeah, mode, like 212. Yeah. And we're talking about MPH, not kilometers yeah, per hour. he was... He was. I. I really think he had a. Uh, he. He was the. He was the most entertaining portion of that race so, for me. Not just so as a my. Ferrari my fan. only thing about that I will. And again, I'm not taking anything away from Chuck because I think that he definitely is a, a worthy candidate for driver of the day. But the end of the race should not have been that exciting if he doesn't go off the track and let Checo take. It that wouldn't spot. have been. I agree. It but, probably wouldn't. So have. he he could have shut the door there. But yeah. you know, again. Signs of a good yeah. driver. You make, Charles, a, you make a mistake. Charles just doing it for the show, man. Well, it's all for the show. But signs of a good driver, not Carlos signs, but you know, um, qualities of a good driver. You go off. You don't want that to defeat you, and you uh, you don't you don't George Russell it and take out the car. No, um, yeah, he, but hey, you know the one thing we haven't talked about, and I don't want to be the no. I, I, I know what no no is who finished fifth. No, no, it, that, I think. I think uh, official race records after fourth, they just something got deleted, and I think well, they, no, they, Russell's no, penalty was Russell got knocked down because of his penalty. So did he? Did he actually finish? So no, he did. Russell's penalty gave no, no, yeah, because no. he was only three seconds ahead of this driver. No, no, no. So I'm looking at the records in fifth place. It just says that they don't have any records. It goes from fourth to sixth. So I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> what's weird is I felt like I don't remember. It's Lance Stroll. It is. It's Lance Stroll. And I, what's what's really weird is he finished fifth. I don't feel like I remember watching him at all. That's well, because he didn't wreck on his own. That's true. Maybe that's what that's it was. the only time he gets camera time. Yeah. Now, I think this is back-to-back races where he finished in like the He's top. had pretty good finishes yeah. the last couple of races. I so. want to, listen, I, I'm a guy who's going to, I'm, I'm going to roll, I'm going to ride the guy, I'm going to, you know, give yeah, him I all bet kinds you love of, to ride oh, that guy. God. I'm going to give him all kinds of crap. I bet you'd say that when you ride the guy. When he's, when he's bad, but, but I also want to tip my cap when he does well. No, yeah, I will give I credit where credit is due. Yeah, and the credit is due, I think he had a really good drive. Again, this is also like, you know, the, the, what is the the first level on Mario Kart, you know, where, what is it like the mushroom cup? You're racing it like, (laughs) this is, this is the easy track. This is not the hard one. But 
you know, he did have a decent race, you know, in Brazil. He so, did. Um, and Brazil's not Brazil's not easy, but no. yeah, I mean, he he maybe he's. I wonder, you know, since he li- his dad I, sold the team and or sold his interest in the team, I shouldn't say sold. The I team, think he listened wonder, to the podcast. He, he heard us bashing did. him, and he's like, "Oh, absolutely, I got to go prove these guys wrong." So There's you're welcome. No, yeah. yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, it's you're welcome, Lawrence. Without this podcast, he's still crashing on by himself. Yeah. And I and I, I think really you know like um, you're welcome Lawrence you can be proud of your son for a little bit now. I agree. This got dark. It's, that's a that's a big thing. But <laughs> I'm just saying like you know yeah I'll give the credit where he's due. The the Mercedes were awful. Alonso did salvage a ninth place after that. Um, yeah, and, after and actually spin. holding back to Stroll, I had to double check it, but that's back to back fifth place finishes. Wow. So. He's doing something. Wow, Ocon with a with fourth was was pretty impressive. As yeah, well. yeah. I can't ha- take a- you know, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go that. ahead. I was just I was probably going to say the same thing you were. I was just going to say we haven't really talked about the standings in a while. We haven't, and going into this this weekend is the last race, so I was going to. Yeah, we should talk about if there's going to be any implications, anything on the line for position changes and so on and so very, forth. Very, very much so. Yeah. I think that there's. there's I kind of knew the answer to that question. That's yeah, there. Yeah, well, that's because you're a good host. You know what you're doing. <laughs> you know, you know Sometimes. what you're doing. But yeah, so we've got uh, Max with 549 points, Checo with 273. Those are pretty much locked up. Yeah, I don't think Lewis at third at 232. Carlos Sainz, here's where the battle starts. Carlos Sainz, fourth, 200 points. Fernando Alonso, fifth, 200 points. Lando Norris, sixth, 195 points. Charles Leclerc, 188 points in seventh. Any one of those drivers could finish fourth. Yeah, that's going to be that's gonna be a fun finish for the year. That That is going to be like to pay attention to any one of those four. Could any one of those four... Finished fourth. Lewis did it in kind of an unremarkable, just sort of consistency way. Yeah. All season. Consistently above average. Yeah, exactly. And then you have, not, yeah, not a lot of DNFs, but just sort of there. Yeah. He made, you know, he, he got some sneaky podiums here and there. And yeah. stole some points when he yeah. probably shouldn't have when that car didn't belong. Exactly. Um, um, signs of a good driver. Right, yeah. G-Russ is at 160 and 8th. Piastri, 89 and 9th. And... Daddy, look what I did. Back-to-back fifth-place finishes. I want to just throw that in there. Is in 10th at 73 points. You think that with his back-to-back fifth-place finishes, you think they popped open the Dom and the Caviar, and they're selling like like they just won the driver's championship. His dad busted out the Tommy Hilfiger, like... table covers. (laughs) They've got the Tommy. They're all wearing all this night. Yeah, they, they went hard. After finishing, see, I really, I really think Lawrence Stroll is a Tommy Bahama guy, not a Tommy Hilfiger guy. Well, he owns part of. Yeah, but I think he loves Tommy Bahama. Oh, I wouldn't like. I think that. I bet that there's brand. Yeah, maybe he owns part of. Who knows? Like sneaky, like when he's around the house, he's like, man, when I go out, I gotta wear Hilfiger. But like in the house, like he's having a he's having a tea on or whatever the. (laughs) Belgium. On the veranda, yeah, whatever. He's got a Tommy Bahama yeah. like uh, he's palm the, tree shirt on. Yeah, he's out on the lanai wearing yeah. a wearing a uh, yeah wearing a Tommy Bahama shirt, and he's tent yeah. those windows. Why yeah. they can't see me wearing Tommy B? Yeah, and his and his hey dude slippers. <laughs> yeah, that's him. <laughs> that that's hundred like percent him. Yeah, that's hundred percent him. The the real interesting one going down the wire. Also talking about um, the constructors championship. Well, hold on, who's who's behind? Uh, Lance, 
So he's in 10th. Uh, Lance, Lance is in 10th. Gasly's in 11th with 62. Okay, so that could be Ocon, a big change. Yeah. Jumping oh, in the top 10. He can get into the top 10. Ocon has 58. He can't really catch uh, Lance Albon. 27. Mm. Yuki, 13. If he wins the race, he can. That's true. And they don't get any points. That's true. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, if it, it, all all this could change. If, Crazy if something, things could yeah. happen. Especially with Lance Stroll. I mean, he could crash out of any race. Or he could win. Yeah. Well, you never know. I mean, nah, but he could get fifth. Yeah, he could get fifth. That's really the best he can hope for. Um, second place you is think, still up in the air. Could, I've got to do it again. You think at their party, they put like the results sheet <laughs> up and they just like, they got the, the chisel tip Sharpie and they just yep. put out the first four and like, look, absolutely. Lance, you're at the top of the no, sheet. No, absolutely. It's like, yeah, it's like a Kim Jong-un party. <laughs> It, where they just act like nobody else participated. It's like when Putin played hockey and yeah. like they just like dive out of the way while he rips a three mile an hour wrister. <laughs> I, I, we yeah. should we should not compare Lance Stroll yeah. to Putin. <laughs> wow, yeah, that's a but, that's uh, a stretch. Uh, hey, this is now we're getting political with this. I mean, we got to be careful though. <laughs> if Putin listens, we do have so. actually. I don't. I don't think I see like Russian listeners on our on our stats anymore. I think with the whole Ukraine thing, they took them off. Yeah. Like I think we we used to have listeners from Russia. And I don't think they counted on the stats. We've, got, we've still got Eastern Europe. KGB is a far reach. I'm sure they you never do. Know, man, or whatever. Dude, they I've, are I've been reading that. I finally got around to started reading that book, The Boys. Yeah. The Boys of Winter or whatever that you gave. Oh me. yeah. And the talk about like the KGB were everywhere for yeah. those games is wild. I know. And the fact that they just like openly joked about it and like the players could like pick it out. Great book so far. I'm about halfway through. I just yeah. started reading it like a week ago, and I yeah. gave it to it's me. It's a like fantastic. Six ago. It's a fantastic yeah. book. It is like one of the. I forgot I gave that to you. Actually, it's yeah. one of the one of the best books. If you're ever interested in the 1980 Olympic team, it goes deep into it, and it is so much fun. It's a fun read. It is, and I like the way that it bounces back and forth, chapter to chapter. It kind of goes from game to personal life, game to personal yep. life, and it breaks down the game yeah. and then everybody's personal life. It, it is a great read. Um, I think Wayne Coffey wrote it. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah, great, great, fantastic book. book. One of the one of the better nonfiction books you can you can find. But so no, anyway, I was just talking about constructors championship. Ferrari has a chance to pass Mercedes for second. It's three ninety two to three eighty eight. Oh, so like, I really hope G Russ is listening to this and like when he's complaining about, let me pass him and all this other yeah. stuff that he cries about, like I'm hoping this Toto's like, I, I think Toto's probably going to tape it on the inside of his car. Like, look how close they are. Yeah. We have a strategy. We're sticking to it. Yeah. Don't, don't radio in or we're shutting it off. Cause that's millions of dollars. That's oh, millions yeah. of dollars between second and third in, in yeah. the constructors championship. That's huge. And, and especially and, in the era of formula 1.5, true fans know it's like, all right, this is going to be the good, the good finish to watch. Yeah, that's Who cares what, the red body wrapped yeah, it up. I mean, and, and honestly, we'll, and as we talk about Abu Dhabi coming up, the final race of the season, you know, I think we know Red Bull probably is going to dominate that race. At least Max. We don't know about Checo. But no, what... like I said, this is what I've said all year. Checo is going to qualify really far back because he likes to drive by, wave to his buddies. Yeah. Hey, guys, remember when I did this on a racing point? <laughs> See ya. You know? Yeah. And he's like, he knows his car's better. And he's just like, I'm going to hang out for a little bit. And then the last 10 laps, I'm just going to go on up there and right. see what yeah, I can do. Well, I'll, just, I'll just try now. Horner's not going to let me win the race. So I'll just no. hang out here. No, this is way more fun. Yeah, I'd rather just play it on easy from here on out. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I, that's what I'm going to be watching going forward. So, yeah, and we, I guess we can sort of jump to Abu Dhabi if you're ready. Well, you got any... There's a little bit of news, so, a little bit of stuff that's so happened. So before we get into Abu Dhabi, there's been a lot of, uh, I will say, press shots taken by Christian Horner yeah. that he has quickly backpedaled because I don't think he 
we'll say this. He came out and said that Lewis Hamilton inquired with Red Bull, begging to join up with Max to be the one-two drivers. Lewis quickly contradicted that and was like, this is the conversation. It came up. I never called and begged. Someone reached out to me, some along the lines. And then you see Horner. Well, I just know that he talked to the team and they talked about him joining. Backpedaled immediately. I'm like, bro, if you're going to take those shots, you think a guy like Hamilton and his PR team doesn't have all this ready? Right. Like, Like, what are you doing? And 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 why do you care? And why Why? do it now? Like, are you so bored? And so then Lewis then went ahead and took some shots at him that how bored Christian Horner is with this season. Mm-hmm. And he says that he isn't creative when he comes up to congratulate Max, that he's so bored you can hear it in his voice, and it sounds like he's just looking for something to do. Really, it was a very backhanded compliment. Like, yeah, I feel bad for Christian Horner because he's, I think he's just a little bored up there. And then you just, you really just degrade the guy. You know, he's right, though. He I backhanded totally... him at the pub in front of his buddies yeah. that he went to high school with that all made fun of him. I totally agree, though, like, he is right about Christian Horner. Like, when he comes on the radio, he's like, oh, mega job, Max, great race. 18 wins. He's won 18 races this year. Out of the 22 that we have raced, well, no, we only raced 21 because we didn't race Emily this year. Out of the 21 races, he's won 18, which means three times he hasn't won. So that that is another thing I want to bring up after that win last week. Red Bull did pass Mercedes for the most wins yeah. of the season. So Yeah, yawn. I mean, it, it's just... But but he's right. I mean, like I said, like Christian Horner comes on, it's just like yeah. I mean, honestly, you got to think if you're Christian Horner, you've got to be like if you expect to win, and you've got to be mad so, if you don't. So I do have the 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 quote from Lewis. He said, "I don't really understand what he's been talking about because no one, as far as I'm aware, from my team has spoken to him about me joining." Yeah, like I, I really can't see Lewis joining Red Bull. I, Lewis just is not a Red Bull guy. No. It would be weird seeing him in a Red Bull suit. Also, like I, I just feel don't like think Lewis he would, has got he class. Would, he wouldn't like Total Wolf is an is an evil genius. Yeah, he is, but he's not a douchebag. Like Christian no, Horner, he's not. Christian Horner is a genius. Well, Adrian knew he is, but Horner yeah, is still exactly. a very good team principal. He is really good at what no, he does. No, I mean, yeah, I don't want to ever, I don't want to ever take anything away from but, Horner. But he I mean, comes yeah. back. He just comes across as such a d bag, and it's he like does. I don't think that Hamilton would put up with that. Like. I think Max is just so arrogant. He's like, yeah, whatever. I think and Lewis would handle it. I, I will say this, though. The only thing I, that would really, like, I really would like to see them both in the same car because they're both the greatest. Those two are the two best drivers of the last 15 years. And they both are, you know, those sort of ice in their ice water in their veins, kind of cold calculating you know, they just don't mess up. They're just right. steady and they are fast and they are good. And you mess up. They don't mess up. And I also kind of like the idea of how exciting it was when, you know, that season where they were battling back and forth. That was so much fun. That would be about the only thing that I would enjoy about Lewis being in a in a Red Bull. So I've got the full quotes here. I pulled it up and Horner just came out of nowhere to the Daily Mail, which is a UK publication, yeah. and he said they have reached out a few times referring to Lewis's camp. Most re- recently earlier this year, and then he and then he quickly said, but I can't see Max and Lewis working together. Lewis said that comment and then Lewis said, I'd be more than happy to race against Max in the same car. That would be wonderful, but I don't think he wants me to be his teammate. And I think Lewis is implying if we if we had a Mercedes car that was the same, I'd love to race against him. But yeah, I can't see them. That would be a disaster. Yeah, can you imagine the like 
the just yeah the the internal strife that would go on if those two were teammates. Right, and then the so team then would tear itself apart. So then I have another quote, which is great from Lewis. He says, "There are a lot of people here that like to drop my name in conversations because they know it will make waves, and if you are a little bit lonely." <laughs> <laughs> a little bit lonely and are not getting much attention. That's the perfect thing to do. Just mention my name. I mean, just a, just a real degrading comment. And and he did make those comments too about about Horner about him being bored and stuff like that. But I mean, I think I think if you're gonna, it's one of those things. If you if you don't poke the bear, Lewis isn't gonna come out and say right. these things. But like Christian, you poked the bear and now he's pissed. Yeah, so he's gonna come out. He's gonna come after you. And right. I'm gonna say this. I'm pretty sure that Lewis has a little bit more of the social clout than Christian Horner does. Absolutely, he does. I mean, that's great. I mean, anyway. yeah. If you're a little lonely, if you're a little bored, then you'll start talking about me. Yeah, just mention my name. Yeah. Anyway, that's great. Sorry. So I just wanted to bring that no, up because I thought no, that, that was some, some good some good drama. Um, but we can we can get into uh, the Abu Dhabi GP. I'll be honest with you. I thought we had a week off. I, I did too. I felt like it was weird the fact that they're flying. You know, usually when you have these races sort of, you know, back to back like this, you have a little bit of a time period if they're or they're or the races are closer. Yeah, like when we saw the like the U.S. race and then Mexico and then Brazil, like they're all like you know, yeah. random ones, North America, South America, but they're all relatively, they're all relatively close. close. Yeah. Now the fact that they're flying from Vegas all the way across the world to Abu Dhabi and everything. I mean, and, but also I think that could have an influence as to why the race was at the time that it was. Yeah. Which, you know, we really haven't talked about. We kind of covered it ad nauseum last week, but just awful. I mean, I, I hated that, that the Vegas GP started at that time. That was terrible. And the worst thing, too, they, they're they like, the race begins. They sent out, like ESPN sent out the notice. The race begins at 1030, and I know a bunch of people who tuned in at 1030. Like, mm-hmm. oh, they they moved it up. And I was like, no, that was the race coverage. Yeah, no, that's when your coverage and, starts. And they got about 20 minutes into it, and they're like, they're not, the countdown's no. on the bottom right, and it says, you know, you know, 68 minutes away. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not yeah, doing no. this. Yeah, no, this isn't happening. No, I mean, yeah, you get to Go watch me, all dog. the grid walk and all that goofy stuff. You got to watch that cringeworthy, uh, yeah, MMA, you know, all that intro. I mean, you know, I know that, that they wanted, I know that they wanted all the TV viewership, but it just, it really sucked because I think that I noticed, and I'm sure you noticed this too, people who don't watch Formula One were coming up to me over the last week and saying, "Hey, did you see that?" You see that Vegas race? How about that Vegas race? One, of, you know, several guys on the hockey team who I've never talked about Formula One with mentioned, "Hey, do you, do you watch the race? What about that race in Vegas?" You know, got a couple guys I work with who don't watch Formula yeah. One. I've never spoken to them. About I, I mean, I was at that friendsgiving and two guys that have like I never watched a Formula One race, but I watched it and it was pretty good. And I'm yeah. like, all right, it was a little bit better than I thought. But I was, was. Like, if, I was like, if you want to watch a good race, that shouldn't be the one you pick. No, there's, that, there's better races to watch. There's well, better tracks yeah, to watch. exactly. There's better tracks. But it did to produce watch, good yeah. racing, and it honestly. Did. I don't want to sound like a jerk. It was an it was an easy watch. Like there wasn't a lot of like technicality to it. So like no. from a general fan who just wants to have it on and like tune in, it's not like a you know not a lot really. Right. It wasn't a race where like it came down to you know pit strategy. And sure. Yeah. It was something like that. I mean, and you saw the other thing is you saw three passes for the three. Yeah. Three different lead changes. Checo Leclerc. Well, no, three different leaders, but maybe there were four passes for the four lead, passes for lead yeah. for the lead during yeah. the race, which is, I mean, that's a rarity good. in yeah. Formula One these days or this season. So that was cool. And the fact that we talked about the the mid pack battles were pretty good. Yeah, and you usually don't get that really. Like, I mean, from 
you know, second all the way back to the the DNFs. I mean, not the DNFs, obviously, but there was a lot of good mid-pack racing, yeah, which usually it's, it's broken up to where you'll get like three or four cars that are kind of by each other, then two cars, and then it takes a little gap. And then like, you know, they make these exciting passes for 14th and 13th. And you're like, right. ah, you didn't, you're not even going to get a point out of this. Right. But. So yeah, headed to Abu Dhabi this weekend. So practice started today and not a lot changed for Carlos Sainz. No. He spun out and wrecked in that P1. I saw that. So there's that. What a poor... You know, I feel bad for Carlos. I feel bad for Carlos. Just... Nah, he won the Netflix Cup. Like, dude, he's He did. He did win a race this year. They won at Singapore. He won a race. He won a Netflix Cup. He broke the cup. That was pretty great. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think, you know, this... Justin Thomas got a win. Like, yeah. dude, when's the last time he's got a win? It was like the PGA Championship a few years ago. Yeah, I don't know. I don't watch kind, enough golf. Kind of a kind of a big win, but it's been a minute. <laughs> um, this track has always produced some okay racing. It's a very typical Formula One track. I what I mean by that is what you see throughout the year. This is kind of what just what you see throughout the year. Yeah, I you know I kind of expect Max to dominate this race. I really don't think it'll be close. Honestly, I think yeah. this will be one he wins. Uh, you know, by 10 seconds or more. Yeah, so last year, Max won, Leclerc in second, Perez in third. Yeah. And I honestly think that's going to be the same podium order. Um, I would love that. I could see, yeah, I mean, I, I would love that. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how Ferrari will do on a track like this. They seem to be better on, like, super high-speed tracks. This has some technical sections to it, but it does also have some a pretty long straight. And, well, yeah, so... There's two two decent straights, but one is is very long, so that might really help them. Yeah. What are your predictions? Uh, I I mean, I, like I said, I think Max wins. I think we see. I, I I'm gonna get a little different from you. I think we're gonna see. You know what? Here's the thing. I have any time I've ever predicted good things for Ferrari, they struggle so much in that race. All right, so you're gonna. So go. I want to say. Leclerc and signs second third, but I'm gonna say Checo and Alonso. Checo and Alonso. Okay, I was gonna go with a bold prediction with Alonso. Um, I'm gonna say my bold prediction is that I mean, obviously, I still think Max is gonna win, but I think that we're gonna see Alonso and G Russ on the podium, and I think we're gonna see Lance Stroll go back to back to back. That's what, that was my bold finishes. prediction. <laughs> That's my bold prediction. I was gonna say Lance finishes fifth again. Fifth again. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that he's raced the full season on F1, whatever it is, 23, and he's finished fifth in every race. Yeah, he's like, he, I got this. He's like, I got this. I, got I this. know this trick. I got this. Not just on every it's track. just a shame that we don't have, you know, the, uh, oh, who was the driver who wrecked the year in 21? I can't think of his name right now, but yeah, it's a shame we don't, we, we need that. We need the late race wreck so we can go motor racing. <laughs> They won't allow that. Again. Yeah, no. Well, there's not a championship on the line, so they might. No, but but uh, let's just get some. I would I would love to see bold prediction. I would love to see anybody other than Max win the last race of the year. I think that would just be an incredible cap to his season. Is that I, he didn't win the last race. I agree, and I think it would be great for sort of going into next yeah. year for the sport. But we'll see. Yeah, I. Yeah, the fact that he clinched the championship, not even winning a sprint race. I'd love to see him. But, I mean, 19 lose. wins. 19 wins out of 22 races. Yeah, I mean. That's... If if he wins, he'll win 19 out of 22. Yeah. That's insane. 19 out of 22. Checo won the other two and 
Checker and one, one, checker one, two, and science one, yeah. one. Yeah. So let's hope. Not, so I felt like checker won more races, but I mean, the, yeah, the math just doesn't add up. No. But yeah, yeah. He had such a good start to the season, but yeah, nineteen out of twenty. I'm not races. a rocket surgeon, but that math does not add up. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you know, best season we've ever seen out of any Formula One driver ever. And yeah. yeah Flat, it is what it is. Know. It is. It is what it is. I mean, that's... That, and, un- and unfortunately, when you see something like that to where you can make that statement, you know it's been a boring season. Well, the thing is, the really bad part of it is is that it does you know, if there was another team that had been anywhere closer and Max had done, the, had done this... It would be impressive. We would be talking about how amazing it is, but the fact that there's no team anywhere near them, we've just been talking I about... I mean, how long ago did he wrap, wrap up the championship? Uh, I mean, it was like... Two months ago. Yeah, it's just kind of yeah. like that. Uh, I mean, we, like, it's, I mean, honestly, he wrapped it up like probably five races into the year. We all knew yeah. that he was going to win. The guy won ten races in a row at one point. Yeah, I mean, it's impressive. It's very impressive. I mean, you know, and that's and and I think that's the that is to the detriment of the sport, but also as a fan, like the fact that he does things like that, and we're all just like kind of eh. Yeah. You know, yeah, you did, but eh. And then also just the way he carries himself too. Right. If you're not a Max fan, I don't know. Like, there's a lot of people I know that aren't like Ferrari fans, but like when Science won, they're like, "Yeah, that was pretty cool," you know. Right. And like, it's just like if you're if you're not a Max fan, you're just like, "Ugh." Like no one's ever like, "That's cool." Like honestly, there's probably people surprised that we're gonna say that that was the most dominant season in Formula One history, and people are gonna be like, "That sucks." It but is. now like. They're going to talk, you know, I mean, you know what people are probably going to remember most about that season, honestly, is science pulling off an incredible one in Singapore. I mean, that's my most memorable moment that's of the season. My, yeah, that's my most Barring anything that happens yeah. this race. But. And, we'll, and we'll, you know, maybe either next week or the week after kind of go through and do like a little bit of a season recap. A season recap, recap yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's really mine is the fact that Mac, that science was able to do that. Yeah. Uh, in the way that he was able to do sure, it. Sure, yeah. The strategy. You know, and, the strategy. And the drove, yeah. It was just so exciting. It was so, I mean, it was the one like real drama filled race where you saw, because even the two races that Checo won were not close. No, he dominated. He dominated King, those. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, he ran Miami and Baku. Is that it? Yeah. It seems like he won more. No. Yes, Miami and Baku, though, Baku was much earlier this year than They both were pretty is. early. Yeah, they were super early. So, Man, he hasn't won since Baku. Because remember That's then, he went through that, he went through like a period that started almost with Monaco to where he just could not get out of his own way and was just yeah, wrecking on his right. own. He, was just, he had about four yeah. or five races where it was really bad. Yeah, he did. Um but anyway, we we'll save that all for yeah. Our we'll save it for, he, and he's kind of and he's kind of sort of bounced back a little bit. And he's you know he had a obviously his race at, at Mexico wasn't great, but he's had some you know um, you know what happened uh, in Brazil was super exciting here in Vegas very yeah. exciting finish this race was well, you know I I I kind of think I think we see maybe Red Bull one two and then okay. we see Alonso. Okay. That's my prediction. All right, we'll go with that. Um, Anything else about Abu Dhabi? No, no. Okay. Like I said, the the big thing if you're gonna watch it, if you're looking for something to watch this race and say, what should I be paying attention to? Ferrari v Mercedes. Yeah, that's that's the the big watch, and that's then that the, big the battle for fourth. Yeah, the battle for fourth and points, and the battle for second in the constructors because those are very much still on the cards and. The way the constructors' championship is scored is just both drivers' points added up. So if the two Ferrari drivers can have a decent enough finish versus the Mercedes drivers, you can see them Ferrari could overtake and finish second in points this year. Yeah, 
constructors wise but so last bit of news that i have is that formula one confirmed earlier today that they plan to change the sprint format for 2024 did you oh, see that i did not see that okay, i've so been I, kind of with thanksgiving i've been yeah in, uh, and i have been too and I'll, i haven't really you know dug into the, the the finer details of it but i think all of them are going to be the sprint races are all going to be before qualifying so okay. that'll change some things and i think the points um the the points layout is going to change as well um, so, it's, so. so it so it just says points could be awarded more widely for the sprint race with a possible reverse grid element also under consideration. But the F1 did confirm that they're going to move it before qualifying and there are more changes to come. I just hope that they do it some way, especially having it before qualifying, have maybe a practice in between, have something to where if they need to work on the car. If they damage something exactly. and they notice something in the sprint race, give them a minute to work on the car. And I think you're going to kind of maybe get that with qualifying. Yeah. I'm ho- that's what I'm hoping. If, if something happens in the sprint race, it should not affect the way that the car performs in qualifying and or the race. Right, because it changes. the. It's a, it's a completely different race, and we've talked about this enough. But it's a completely different type of racing, and your car should be set up differently for it. Right, and maybe just remove the Park Ferme, you know, rules that they have where the, you're not allowed to touch the cars in between the sessions. Right. I mean, there's, we saw there's it with, literally a phrase that says, pace yourself, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. And that definitely applies here. The right. race day is a marathon, not right. a sprint. Well, I mean, and we saw it with, you know, with Ferrari, and we saw it with other teams where, te- where cars would, you know, inadvertently get damaged. I think it was at Austria. Was it Austria where we had a, did we have a sprint in Austria? It, might, it was Austria, one of those races around there where you, your car got damaged from going over the curbs in the sprint race and then ended up costing them in the race. They got knocked out early in the race. Yeah, yeah. And and I don't want to see that. Nobody wants to see no. that. What we want to see, what the sport needs, what we all need, need to see is, especially in this time, I'm someone who's watched Formula One for a long time, a long time. And I love the popularity that is gained in this country. I love that the U.S. is like sort of embracing Formula One. They're really getting interested, and it's on TV here a lot. And and you know, Drive to Survive is hugely popular. There's a movie coming out uh, this year. By the, it, we didn't talk about it, but apparently there were a lot of scenes shot at the Vegas race yeah. with the yeah. Apex team with Brad Pitt. I absolutely love that, and. I want to see it succeed here. If we have another season or if we have three more years of Max doing what he's done this year, it's not going to succeed. We'll go from three races to one and maybe none real quick. Right. I don't think we'll go to none. We'll always have one. I think we'll we'll always have at least one. And sadly, I think Vegas, because they signed like a seven-year contract, will stay and and Austin and Miami will go by the the wayside. I still would love to see... Maybe two races, and we roll them, we cycle them through different tracks. Maybe add Indy back to the cycle, and every other year you race. I would love Indy. to ditch Miami and go to and go to Indy. Yeah, I, I mean, Miami's, honestly, I would too. Miami's but, Miami's the Vegas of the East Coast, right? But so okay, let's have every other year we race at Miami, and then the years in between we race it. You have a you have a U.S. An Eastern Grand Prix and a Western Grand Prix. And you race at Austin and, and, and Vegas. Just, okay, all right, yeah. You know, but having three, I well, didn't see. They're not going to get rid of Vegas no, because of the money they raised. So no, absolutely not. And I don't want to see Austin go away because I think that is a great track. I do too. And, it's and a, I think it's cool for that city to have absolutely, something like that. Absolutely. Yeah. But I, I think to the, um, you know, I did see next year, I think that they're going to have like Austin, Mexico, Vegas are going to be back to backs. Okay, good. 
They're going to be all, you know, all three right in As a row. the way it should have been. Right. It absolutely should have been. So. And and I really would also, again, would like to see Vegas earlier. Not the next to last race of the season. And not at midnight. No. Yeah. Not at freaking midnight. Ugh. Midnight Central. Yeah. 1 a.m. Eastern. Terrible. Anyway. Um, last question I have for you. Did you watch the uh, Braun documentary with Counter Reeves? Uh, I did not watch okay. that yet. Is that out? It's I out. Haven't, oh, I believe man, it's I'm, out. So I'm I'm gonna, gonna, I need to watch it. I haven't watched it yet either. Tomorrow. No, I totally forgot about that. But I, I've been, yeah, with Thanksgiving, think, it's been a while. That's how I've been, but I think it's on Disney+. Plus and it my, is. My yeah. daughter was getting her tablet out to, to watch a show, and I saw it. I was like, give me that. <laughs> yeah. She's like, Dad. I was like, no, I just got to see if it came out yet. And I'm pretty sure yeah. it came out. So Hold on a second. You can yeah. watch Bluey in a minute. Just yeah. let me see this. Yeah. I just got to I just gotta check something, right? Hey, I bought this for you. Yeah. Anyway, Don't forget I, where that came from. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Braun paid for this. No, yeah. no, they didn't. They didn't. No. They uh, could, anyway, though. They could. They might have. Just yeah. letting you know, Ross. They could. Just letting yeah. you know, Ross. Yeah. If you're listening, you could pay for this. <laughs> Need a reimbursement for my $49 Amazon tablet. Right. Uh, anyway, all right, that's that's all I've got. We kind of ran a little long on this one. Kind of shocking. I didn't feel like we went this long, but it, it definitely went. We did. You know what? That's every episode. I know. That's how it I goes. Know. We didn't go as far down the rabbit hole on the tangents and the. Uh, well, the I think also we've probably you know I had a lot to drink yesterday, <laughs> and so I did not want to like tie into the beers like I kind of thought I might. Well, the past two podcasts we've had, we've drank some heavy high ABV beers, yeah. and I think everyone could tell. Um, so they we took a, we took a little bit easier this week. I, we did. I I was captain in a four point two and a five point five. Where um, last week we were <laughs> throwing back a fourteen and a sixteen. On the way out to uh, my in laws for Thanksgiving stuff, my daughter was like, "Hey, I want to listen to the podcast." And I'm like, um, "Are you sure?" I don't think that's a good idea. And so we were listening to it, and I I got so many comments about why are you guys still talking about beer. I thought you guys were talking about racing. And why are you guys talking about what you when you're going to record next week and stuff? And why are you guys talking about this? And I'm like, this is the fun stuff. What are you talking about? You're also like six beers deep at that oh, point. Yeah. And we got, I kind of skipped towards the end and I got to look like you're hammered. What oh, are you yeah. doing? Yeah. I was listening. I was just skipping around at the gym and it, as it goes on, I was like, yeah, we're getting drunk. Yeah. I'm drunker. All right. Oh yeah. Even, even uh, Kevin, he's like, you boys sounded like you had a good time. I was like, we had a great time. Yeah, we had a great time. No, I didn't We had a great time. The last two weeks have been a great, yeah. great it time. Good we, beers. We've got, yeah, absolutely. They've been you got to drink beers. them at some point. Well, right. And well, you know, and the thing is, a season ender, maybe a season recap, we might tie into something high test and you never know. Yeah, maybe, maybe. We'll do, maybe we'll do bourbon on the podcast one night. I don't know. I don't think that's a good idea. No, that's We can, idea. but I think that's a yeah, terrible that's idea. That's a terrible idea. Um, absolutely. Nothing will top, though, that one time we had Kevin on and he put down like 24 Budweiser's and was absolutely wrecked. Yeah, that that is a that is in that is like in the hall of fame of of episodes for this for this. Podcast. Yeah, so he's one that he's one to talk about right. us being drunk, and he's well, probably been the most drunk on this podcast. I still think that we should maybe get him on for maybe our end of season recap as to like see what a you know like sort of a neutral non F one fan see what they thought and and maybe maybe you know just to answer some questions. I don't know. We'll he's he's gonna talk about Chase Elliott. And Ryan Blaney. Yeah, and, he he, and like we're going to be like, what did you think of the Vegas GP? And he's just going to be, Blaney won the NASCAR championship. <laughs> yeah. And he's going to have a conversation. He's going to hear a different conversation coming at him, and he's going to answer accordingly. And right. it's going to be nothing he's like that. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't see it, but Chase Elliott got screwed. He should have been in the championship. I mean, he should. that snowboard company really got him. Yeah. I mean, NASCAR was pretty bad this year, I feel like. 
I, I thought, it, I thought I it was I thought it was pretty boring. It was pretty but, I thought it was pretty boring. The like the last race of the season was exciting. I think NASCAR's formatting is just all goofy now. Yeah. I will last bit of news about uh Vegas though. I I should have brought this up earlier. Apparently Kyle Bush and Kurt Bush were at the Vegas GP. Oh yeah. And, well yeah, they're Vegas races. Yeah, right? And uh yeah. Kyle Bush's wife said, I'll tell you one thing, these two are miserable as spectators. Like apparently she was like they like she kind of joked about it, but she was like they were they were unbearable to sit with because they just wanted to be in the seat. Yeah, and they're like, I think I could do that, or like he should hit this driving line, and you know those two are pretty good drivers to. Yeah, they're they're pretty yeah pretty talented drivers. I don't, I don't. The thing is though, you know, I don't know if they would have ever made it. Is I don't. I mean, I think they I, could def, they could drive the car. There's no doubt I, about. I mean, that. you saw, uh, what was it uh, smoke? He got in Lewis's yeah. car, and they swapped cars, and he was putting down, Tony Stewart, he was putting down some really good lap times to the point where he was, like, putting better qualifying times down than current drivers on the grid. I don't I don't doubt that because he's such a talented driver. I remember something, like, early 2000s, it was... Um, well, and I know was, I know you and Kevin hate him, but I think that you look at Tony Stewart, I think Kyle Busch is a much more talented driver than Tony Stewart. Uh, he probably is. No, I, I, I think an all-around driver, yeah. yeah. Kyle Busch is way more talented than... than which is tough to say because Tony I think Tony Stewart's Stewart a great is, driver. I, I just, think Tony Stewart's like of the NASCAR drivers, probably one of the most talented drivers we've seen in the last twenty years. There was a um, they had a little promo thing I think when F one first went to Indy where Jeff Gordon got in Juan Pablo Montoya's car when he was still driving yeah. for uh, Williams at the time, and yeah, I remember Gordon saying like, "This is just." This is just so much different. And it, the thing that the the I remember Gordon saying, and I and I think I remember Stewart saying this too, was the amount of G forces on your head is such to where when you take a turn, it's so much more than what you see in NASCAR too, where it's a struggle. You have to you have to really get you know really hold really hold yourself because they don't have that those muscles and that that reactions built up. Well, no, yeah. I mean. Those I mean, NASCAR is a brick going through air versus right. a finely tuned knife, you right. know, cutting its way through yeah. the air. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's sucking itself to the track with, yeah. with tires that are glue, and yeah, it's it's so much different. But yeah, I'm sure going from that F1 car back to the NASCAR is like going from a Ferrari to a Winnebago. Right. I, I I'll be really I really am excited for the 500 and the Coke 600 this year when you're going to see Kyle Busch run both of them. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be a fun, a fun. Is it's Kyle Busch is running both of them this year, isn't he? Is it Kyle Busch coming back? No, Kyle Busch. No, is... no, running both. Uh, Indy, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Indy yeah. and um, yes. the Coke Six Hundred. So he's doing the double. That that is. Yeah, he's doing the double. I thought there was another driver. I thought maybe. Oh no, it's Kyle Larson's doing. It's Kyle Larson's it's doing. Kyle, it. Larson. Kyle Larson's doing. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, it's Kyle Larson. Which I mean, again, another guy who's super talented. Yeah, you that'll know? be that'll be something to look forward to. Yeah, really well, but. All right. Well, that's all I got. We will uh, we'll be back next week. We'll recap the Abu Dhabi GP, and then I'm thinking we'll we won't do the season recap until no. the week after. We'll dedicate our own episode. Otherwise, that would probably be three hours long. Yeah, it would be a three hour. None of you want to listen to us for three hours. Hell, you yeah. probably all turned it off by now. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing: if we do a three hour episode, by hour two we are smashed, and by hour three we are mumbling, and it's just Josh and I yelling into the microphone at each other. And by hour four, Koi's sleeping on my couch, <laughs> yeah. and nobody wants that. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm getting no, calls from it, yeah. from his wife. Where the hell is he? <laughs> Listen, he's on the couch. He had three Bourbon County stouts. It's bad. He also he got into my bourbon after <laughs> yeah. the Bourbon County stouts. Yeah. It it went yeah. downhill quick. Listen, he's yelling at the wall right now. It's just bad. Just he's having an argument with my neighbor. Is he? No, it's actually a wall. But like <laughs> yeah. I told him, it's my neighbor. <laughs> no. Oh, 
I would show up to school the next day, and I'm sure the teachers would be like, heard, heard uh, Julian Aaron's <laughs> dad slept on your couch. Yeah. Is he in the doghouse or just drunk? Both. Yeah, both. Well, he was he was just drunk. Now he's in the doghouse. Yeah, so he'll be making back-to-back nights here. A little column A, a little column B. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, everybody in the States, enjoy your uh, extended weekend and uh, be safe. And everybody else, I'm glad you had a nice Thursday and Friday. Yeah. I hope your Thursdays and Fridays went well. Hope you guys are. Yeah. Enjoy your weekend. <laughs> enjoy your weekend. Enjoy Abu Dhabi. Yeah. Yeah, have a have a nice weekend. A nice yep. two-day weekend. Yes, sir. All right. See ya.